Welcome to the Influential Assistant Podcast, where we spend around 15 minutes together discussing ways to build influence, not only with your executive, but with your entire team. I'm your host, Anna Bean. Hello, everyone. Um, I wanted to take a quick moment and um, say thank you to everyone who joined me for my session at the recent um, exec tech conference um, put on by Lucy Brazier. It was such an honor to be a part of exec sec tech and um, that she would ask me to speak about podcasting specifically. And it was just so fun to chat with all of you guys and connect with people on LinkedIn and Instagram afterwards. So thank you so much for connecting. Um, and for all the new listeners, we are excited that you're here. Um, the goal of this podcast is really just to share stories about my experiences with assisting. And really, I just want people to leave feeling refreshed and encouraged and, um, maybe feeling a little less alone <laughs> in what can be a somewhat isolating industry. So anyway, today I wanted to jump into something that I was just recently talking to another executive assistant about, and it made me realize that one of the most common things that I hear both from my own head to myself and from other executive assistants or support professionals is that you're in a helping position. And so what does it look like to be a leader to your leaders? And I recently got the chance to sit down with an executive assistant and just chat with her about her heart for her executives. She loves her job. She's passionate about what she does and the organization that she works for. But sometimes she just feels like she sees gaps in her leadership's potential that they could step into. And she was just wondering, what's the best way to go about calling out potential in your leaders? How do you talk about those gaps where maybe you see um, you're seeing something that you know isn't ideal, that you know doesn't reflect their heart? And so how do you bring that forward to your team so that they can improve on it? And I just thought that that was a really good question. And I think it's something that we all have to struggle with at some point as an executive assistant. Anytime you're working this closely with someone, as closely as EAs and executives do, you're going to see ways to improve. And that's exactly what, you know, evals <laughs> um, in an eval, they're going to tell you how you can improve. However, there might not be a mechanic in your organization for you to give feedback back up the chain. And I know that that can be difficult because when you're here, you're listening to your executives pour out their hearts and their dreams for their organizations, especially if you're serving the CEO, right? This is their baby. This is their project that has turned into something where at the end of the day, they're hoping to provide paychecks for their employees. And so there's going to be good times, there's going to be hard times, especially during a pandemic, for example, or a recession or anything else that's going on. And if you're doing your job right, hopefully they are disclosing to you how they're feeling about things. Maybe they are struggling with their own self-confidence. Maybe they are sharing with you that they're struggling to make ends meet as far as running the next payroll. And maybe they're struggling with, you know, how to tell their kids that school's going to be weird this year. And you're just that person for them where they're sharing those things with you. That's a really great position to be in. And as they're sharing these things with you, you get a peek into where their heart is. 
every single time your executive interacts with you, that's a data point where you can pay attention to what they're telling you and use that to help continue to learn how to predict their behavior, their emotions, and how they're going to react to things. So they're giving you these data points. They're telling you exactly how they're feeling and how they want to present themselves to the organization. If they're frustrated about making ends meet for payroll, while clearly that means they care about their employees and that's what's keeping them, keeping them up at night. They're letting you in to see that side of them. So let's say that things have progressed and everything's fine now. And all of a sudden you come out of a meeting where maybe your executive wasn't as caring as you know that they want to be, or maybe they're struggling with something else that does not at all reflect the character of what they told you they wanted to present. I know for me, my executive is an extremely caring person. You would be hard pressed to find someone who cares more about our staff or more about our community than my executive to the point where he not only runs our business, but he also runs a nonprofit. And so he's very generous. He's very giving and he's very humble. He doesn't necessarily need or want a lot of affirmation or encouragement. He's just doing what he feels is right. Now, with that in mind, he's not necessarily the best at interpersonal relationship when it comes to management, and he's fully aware of this. He would get to a one-on-one, and in his brain, he's dreaming of what the next big thing is, and so maybe a one-on-one isn't going to be his forte. So when people were coming out of one-on-ones with him feeling frustrated, I was confused because clearly that doesn't reflect his heart. But then I would also sit in one-on-ones with him and then I'd be like, oh, that's what they were talking about. (laughs) So there have been times when I have needed to go to him respectfully, privately, and at an appropriate moment just to tell him, hey, I don't know that you're coming across the way that I think you're intending to. What can we do to help you with your emotional awareness? What can we do to help you have margin enough around your one-on-one meetings to where you don't feel like you're rushing from one thing to another thing? One-on-ones are going to be one of the most important part of you giving your time. And so what does it look like for us to really steward that well, for us to make sure that you're set up well? Now, fast forward to the coffee that I had recently with this executive assistant, and she was sharing that she was experiencing the exact same thing. She has an executive who cares about the organization, but just maybe isn't best suited for these one-on-one meetings. So I shared with her the thing that we've done in my organization. So there are two executives. I serve two executives and so does she. And one of them is fantastic at one-on-ones and one of them isn't. (laughs) While in my case, really the only people that my executive has one-on-ones with anymore um, is our COO and myself. And when he meets with me, we're straight to business. We're figuring out his schedule. We're catching up on those loose threads. And my other executive, our COO, is in charge of monitoring my personal growth because that's what he's good at. And that's what he enjoys. So as an executive assistant, you are in an extremely unique and privileged position to see what your executives are great at and encourage them to live in their strength. If you've got two executives and one of them is great at one-on-ones and one of them isn't, maybe you can figure out a new hierarchy where the people who are great at leading can lead. And the people who are great at dreaming of what's next for the business can do just that. And instead of forcing a square peg into a round hole. Now, 
On the maybe a little bit more difficult side of speaking potential into your executives, sometimes you're going to have to call people out on the fact that they're just not serving things well, or they're not coming across at all in a way that they're intending to. And I mentioned this before, but you've got to figure out what that rhythm is for your executive. How do you debrief those meetings? How do you make sure that you're capturing those to-dos in a way where they can the, the, our, your executive can be seen as dependable to the people that they're promising action items to. It's going to be really important that you can keep that conversation going and keep things monitored so that the ongoing presentation of your boss is favorable. Do they have a reputation of being a bottleneck? Do they have a reputation of, oh, if we send it to so-and-so, it's never going to see the light of day. Okay, well, that's an issue. (laughs) And there might be some of that that you can help with. Just making sure that your executive is aware of, hey, it seems like I'm hearing that even though we're trying to be organized and we're trying to do regular to-dos, things just aren't getting done. How can I help you? What do you need? Do you need accountability? Do you need me to give you a dossier of what your top three priorities that day should be? how can we help? I know for me and my executive, one thing that we do every single quarter that helps a little bit is evaluating his quarterly rhythms. And so going through and once a quarter sitting down and kind of looking at, okay, where did his time go in the last quarter? Did he feel like there is any improvement that can be made? And are there any personal rhythms that are changing? I know that with the pandemic right now, his rhythms have had to change significantly quarter to quarter as kids have been out of school and back in school and he's got to go pick them up from the bus. Okay, well, what does that look like? If he's got to pick them up from the bus, that means that every day at 2.30, he's on bus duty and I can't have him in on any meetings. Okay, good to know. (laughs) Let's put that in the quarterly rhythm and let's just account for it. If your executive is having trouble showing up to work on time every Thursday morning because they come in at 10 instead of 8, okay, well, what's happening on Thursday mornings? Are you running late? Does your wife work extra on Wednesday night so she sleeps in on Thursday so it's harder for you to get up? What does that look like? For my executive, sometimes he likes to take writing time in the morning. He likes to get those thoughts out on paper. That's when his mind is most fresh. That's when he can get the most done as far as creative output. So we schedule for it. He's got extra time in the mornings where no one's expecting to see him before nine o'clock and no one's expecting to see him in the office before whatever he says is appropriate. So if he needs writing time, we'll just account for it that quarter. Let's try it out. Let's put it out on the calendar. And then no one's feeling frustrated because they're expecting you. They know exactly where you should be because it's on your calendar. It's accounted for. So pay attention to those rhythms. Pay attention to when your executive is creative, when it is that they're feeling fresh. Are there certain warnings? Are there certain mornings where they've got to drop their kids off at school and then they've, they're really only going to function if they've got a Starbucks coffee in hand? Okay, well, account for it. If you account for it in the quarterly rhythms and then go back and then you can evaluate as necessary. So those are just two little tips on how to approach your executive in ways that they can improve, both positioning yourself as a trusted confidant to call them out when maybe they're not presenting the way that you know that their heart should be. That's a great way to lead into a hard conversation saying, listen, I know you. I know your heart for this organization. I just don't think you're coming across that way. Let's talk about what you're saying. Let's talk about what you're doing that's maybe contradicting the image that you'd like to portray. And then you can figure out some really tangible ways to help them out. 
Maybe they're not best suited for one-on-one meetings. Maybe they're not best suited to be the one who sends the board meeting packet because they're not going to have that attention to detail. Okay, let's take that off your plate. Let's figure out a way to structure things to where things aren't such a drag for you. And maybe there's not a super great fix there, but it's at least worth looking at, right? And then evaluating those quarterly rhythms, it's really going to be a huge help for your executive from feeling like they're stuck. Even just a small change to everyday life can feel like a quality improvement. And so feel free to take the time to really evaluate when are they most productive? What meetings do they actually need to be in? Where did their time go last quarter? And what personal rhythms might be coming into play as we head into next quarter? I know that as we head into fall, we are about to hit the holiday season. It's about to be really, really busy. (laughs) Maybe your executive has children who are involved in extracurricular activities. Okay, account for that. There's that way no one's feeling frustrated. Everyone knows that each minute is accounted for and you're going to have a much better picture as to what your executive can actually commit to and what they can't, which helps their reputation become one of dependability. It's much, it's much more honest to just say no when your plate is full than to keep committing and become known as the person who can never finish anything. And as executive assistants, we have a very unique position in being able to help hold our executives accountable and help explain how that coming across just doesn't reflect on them well. At the end of the day, we can't force our executives to get their work done, um, but we can try to capture those to-dos and try to establish rhythms that really elevate their efforts. So hopefully those are some helpful tips. I, again, thank you so much to people who are joining the podcast. If you have any questions, you can always reach me. Um, I am extremely active on Instagram over at my um, public profile, which is annabeam.ea. I would love to answer any questions that maybe you have. Um, So DM me over there and we can start a dialogue as to any questions that you have, or if you've got funny stories, or if you've got tips that would be helpful to share. I'm happy to (laughs) be the voice piece of other tips that I've learned. Um, But at the end of the day, I love you guys so much. And remember, if no one's told you this week, you're crushing it. You're not alone. And I'm cheering you on. Bye. Thanks again for listening to the Influential Assistant Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at The Influential Assistant and leave us a review on your favorite listening platform. Thanks.